The Mommy Wines Podcast is a Mommy Wines Network and Emma Don production. Brought to you by Coffee Over Cardio, NakedWines.com, and Zaya Active. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines Podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wines storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Yeah, I'm excited. This is my first podcast. Your first podcast ever? First podcast being a guest on. Oh, so that's pretty awesome. cool. <laughs> I just had uh, Jessica Giffen. She does um, YouTube. I had her on yesterday and she also said that it was her first podcast so I am just like oh that's perfect getting a bunch of noobs (laughs) yeah well you know what's funny though is I just started my own podcast so really yeah so I've been recording and it'll be live in a couple of weeks after I mentioned but um it's just funny because that's why I have anchor actually I was like oh I have that app I know what it is yay (laughs) awesome what's your podcast about it's similar to yours in the sense that it's going to be like about mom life, but more with a focus on like what I do for my business, which is, um, but I just, I felt like I was too wordy on Instagram and I love podcasts. Like I am like a podcast obsessed person. I listen to them all the time. So I was like, well, Hey, maybe somebody wants to like talk about oils and like my life. Yeah. That's exciting. You should think about, uh, joining the mommy wines podcast network. Because I just started that this month. Oh, tell me about that. Uh, well, um, every show on the network is going to be all cross-promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, so every show that's on the network will have like a commercial cross-promoting um, all of the other shows. And then also there's different tiers of involvement. Uh, it goes from just uh, kind of marketing and promotion mm-hmm. all the way up to like full production, management, all of that. So, Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, there's three tiers of kind of network involvement. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm just out there trying to help moms get podcasts. And it's been super fun. Huh, that's super awesome. That's almost kind of like meant to be because I have lots of questions. I will have to reach out to you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally down to answer any questions okay. you have. Who wouldn't love to have delicious, crafted indie wines delivered directly to their door? No joke. I would love that. Sounds like heaven. But just because I can't, thanks Utah, doesn't mean that I'm going to keep this deal from you. Head on over to NakedWines.com and use code MOMMYWINES50 to get your first six bottles 
for only $34.99. Go, do it. And then rub it in my face on Instagram. (laughs) Tag me and Naked Wines and share the bottles that you got in your delivery on Instagram. Mommy Wines, 50, $34.99. Do it. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, so you do essential oils. Are like, are you just essential oil obsessed? No, I'm not actually. You know, it's kind of a funny story why I got started with essential oils. So my mom, who's a little bit crazy, was <laughs> they all yes, was way into like natural stuff as a kid, like like kind of crazy into it. So I knew what essential oils were for a long time, but it wasn't until I actually got diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome and was kind of told that there wasn't a lot that they could do. Like I just needed to lose weight. I could go on some medications, but I wasn't super thrilled about the side effects that I started looking at alternatives. And so that's kind of what pushed me down the path of essential oils. But um, having kids was like that next place for me where I was like, oh my gosh, I need help and I need something <laughs> to like get me through this stage of life. So those two things, like getting pregnant and having kids were that was where I was like, okay, I need more support. Oh my gosh. I was actually going to ask you because I have PCOS too. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you if there were any kind of oils out there or any kind of like natural I know there's no remedies, but anything that can kind of ease some of those symptoms. There is. Yeah. So totally for polycystic ovarian syndrome, especially, I feel like there's lots of options out there for us where we want just like system relief and have, you know, just less of the nasty side effects that can happen with it. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about, I'm just impressed we pronounce it because anytime somebody asks me about it, I'm just like, yeah, PCOS. PCOS. And they're like, what does that stand for? And I'm like, I can't say it. Like, <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I don't know. I guess maybe because my doctor didn't abbreviate it for a long time. And I didn't know what it, I didn't know it was like even a thing like abbreviated until oh, really? probably Instagram world. And then everyone was like using it like TTCing and PCOS. I was like, I got to learn what all these abbreviations are. <laughs> I know it's getting crazy, but yeah. I'm, just like, I'm thankful that there's an abbreviation because mm-hmm. I cannot pronounce it because people oh, always funny. ask me because I'll talk to them and, you know, meeting all kinds of moms and everything mm-hmm. through podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's one of the topics that come up and it's one of the topics that I really love to talk about, mm-hmm. but, um, it's like, they're like, Oh yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, just Google it. Yeah. Just, just do a Google. Well, you know, it's funny too, because PCOS is the most common fertility disorder, hormonal imbalance disorder out there. Really? So yeah, it's super, super common, especially now. I don't know about you, but I'm in my early thirties. Um, but especially for people that are in their twenties and thirties, it's one of the most like challenging things that women who are in their twenties and thirties that are looking to get pregnant or even just like have some regularity to their cycles are being diagnosed with. So like my little sister was just diagnosed with it a couple months ago. Oh, um, that sucks. Yeah, it definitely sucks for her. So yeah, it's very, very common. And I think it's something that people are looking for solutions for, you know, just because, and I did the full gamut. Like I had two pregnancies with fertility treatment and then my last was all natural doing these things that I had learned over the years. So no judgment either way. You went through fertility treatment 
like what is that like uh IVF I didn't have to do a full IVF I didn't actually do anything super close to it um so what I did was just consider like existed reproductive technology so not like anything super crazy but I did see a reproductive endocrinologist and was put on like a regimen for my cycle to simulate ovulation right because that's not happening with most people who are like sisters and um and then just you know, like support in early pregnancy or progesterone to make sure you keep the baby and those types of things. So my first two pregnancies, my first one I lost in my second trimester. My second one is my now almost four-year-old. Those were both full like fertility treatment um, with medications and shots and stuff. So, but no actual, like I didn't have to do embryo transfer or anything like that. So we were lucky that we were able to get pregnant without that next step. That is lucky Mm -hmm. because I, I never really looked into it for myself, but mm-hmm. I've been watching tons of YouTubers that have like fertility issues and mm-hmm. things and it is pricey. Yeah. There's a girl on Instagram who also does YouTube videos and she is like 36 weeks with her IVF baby, her second. And I'm just like obsessed with her story. We <laughs> <laughs> keep watching her like updates for her. It's hard too. I mm-hmm. found out. Actually, when I had PCOS, I found out I was pregnant and I ended up losing the baby. I had a miscarriage and oh, I went I'm sorry. in. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I went in to the doctor for an exam mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks after and they did some tests and they diagnosed me with PCOS. But he also said that there was a lot of scarring and then I probably wouldn't ever have kids. Oh, wow. And if, and if I did mm-hmm. have kids, then it would have to be some kind of assisted. Um, you know, fertility Mm -hmm. situation. So I kind of just like accepted it. I was like, okay, I guess kids aren't my thing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I'm just going to like live my life. And then I randomly got pregnant with my son who's Mm -hmm. now, he'll be three this month. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, And then I don't know. I just, I just like knew that Mm -hmm he was going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And it was so crazy. And I knew instantly when I was pregnant with him, like I started looking at like baby things Mm because I never looked at baby things before Mm -hmm. because I just thought it wasn't ever going to be something for me. So I never did any kind of like baby research or I didn't really know anything about babies. So I went psycho crazy (laughs) and I looked up everything and I did all of this research. Um, and I just instantly like started looking at boy things and it was crazy. I just like, I never thought he was a girl. I just always assumed that he was a boy. And really? He is. Yeah. It was weird. Oh, wow. So of my three pregnancies that I've had, all three have been boys. Really? So I joke, you know, cause obviously that's my husband's fault. He's the one that decides that. But I'm like, <laughs> listen, you've got to tell your stuff that we're going to have a girl next. <laughs> But I knew with all of them that they were boys and I just kind of like what you were saying. Um, But it was weird too. What you just said sounded really similar to me for my first pregnancy. I waited to tell people a really long time, um, which was super awkward because then I like right after I told people I ended up losing him. Um, But then like we didn't really do baby stuff or anything. So with my second and third, it was like right away. I was like buying baby clothes and preparing and just knew that they were going to be in our life. So it was really cool to kind of see that it helped, especially with my second pregnancy was super high risk just to get through the nervous aspect of having such a high risk pregnancy. It is a struggle for sure. I mm-hmm. went in 
every single week. And high-risk pregnancies are so stressful. But I Mm -hmm. also have um, a blood type that put me, like, crazy at risk for RH. And I ended up getting Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had to get my blood taken, which I hate needles probably Mm -hmm. more than anything. And I had to get my blood drawn every single week. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so miserable. Oh, that is. (laughs) I had to have injections every week, but that's a little, they're a little bit faster than blood draws. So I can't imagine. Ugh, it was the worst. Yeah. That's but hard. yeah, so share some of your kind of like natural, um, maybe essential oil reliefs for PCOS. Cause I'm super interested in that because I, at this point, am willing to do anything it takes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will have to send you some, just remind me since we both live close by, um, but the big thing that helped me was I do this blend called Clary Calm. And that one it has things like Clary Sage, which is a uterine tonic. And it's kind of like this really good female herb for everything that has to do with reproduction. And not even just getting pregnant. A lot of people who have PCOS, they don't want to get pregnant. They just want to have like a more comfortable life, right? Yeah. So um, that is really helpful. Clary Calm, you apply it to your pulse points. And by pulse points, I mean like your wrists, your inner ankles. You can put it over your abdomen. And again, it's not going to like take away your PCOS, right? But it will help regulate your cycle. It can help with cramping. If you have a really heavy cycle, it can help with all of those things. So Clary Sage, seriously, is like the most amazing thing. But Clary Calm is even better because it has it in it. And it's just this really awesome blend. Use it consistently, though. And that's the like, thing, just like every single every day. day, get a routine. Yep. Have your routine down. That is what really helped me in the end. I did lots of natural stuff, lots of, you know, just whatever, all these different things. Um, but what ended up helping me in the most was just the consistent everyday routine that I created. Um, the other thing that has been really helpful for me is to take a phytoestrogen and you can get phytoestrogens from like whole foods you know, natural grocery or whatever. They're nothing that's super crazy, but what they actually do is they bind with all of our estrogen mimickers that we get from like our environmental toxins. And they say there's some research that says that PCOS might actually be kind of like caused by that, by just kind of our inundation of environmental estrogen called xenoestrogens. Weird. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And there's lots of research going on right now trying to figure out why, fertility is so impaired for, you know, like the women of this generation, basically, because our fertility is so, so much decreased, even from like compared to like our parents' generation, there's been a huge change, but there's also been a huge change in like dietary and cosmetic consumption of these xenoestrogens, which can really be like their hormone disruptors. So phytoestrogen, really super helpful. You can find it in a lot of different forms. The one that I take is an isolated com- compound from soy. And it's actually from doTERRA, but lots of brands have them. Oh, nice. And I take two a day. So that has been really helpful. And I joke that my youngest, my 17-month-old, who I ended up being able to conceive with no fertility treatments, which was an absolute miracle, um, was is my phytoestrogen baby because that was what I was being <laughs> really great with. I was using my Clary Calm and I was taking my phytoestrogen. But even for like those things like irregular cycles or like hair that you don't want necessarily to be super thick, all of that is oftentimes from this excess estrogen and testosterone, right? That's what they'll tell you when you get diagnosed. So looking at natural things that help level those things out, like grapefruit in your water, super easy thing to do. You just, you could use like a grapefruit or you could get grapefruit essential oil, which is what I do because I don't eat grapefruit that often. 
a um, couple drops in your water will help support your filtering organs. And it helps, again, just your body get rid of that excess estrogen and testosterone overload that can cause all of those symptoms that we tend to have with PCOS. Okay, so maybe this summer wasn't the summer my body was bikini ready, but that's not going to discourage me from trying to keep up my motivation and accomplish my health and fitness goals. A few things I love when I'm out there flexing my mom bod are my no-lace Puma trainers, a good Whitney Simmons workout routine, go follow her on IG if you're not already, and of course my Zaya Activewear. Zaya Active is a Utah-based premium active lifestyle brand, however, without the premium price tag. Though I may be skimping on my portions these days, the people over at Zaya Active are definitely not skimping on their quality. The light and tight leggings are ideal for any mom who's out there moving in a grooving with sweat wicking, moisture control, breathable, squat proof, anti-odor, and compressive materials. Nothing beats Zaya Active. I feel instantly slimmer when I put on my light and tights, and the best part is they don't budge during my workouts or even busy days. So no tugging or wiggling or pulling them up. Zaya has something for the whole family with the growing and popular men's collection and new kids items. So go get cozy and shop the fall into fitness event at myzaya.com backslash emadon for a chance to win a pair of leggings. If you are interested in signing up to become a Zaya Active rep, either for the 25% discount or as a side hustle, go ahead and email mommywinespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go ahead and shoot me a message on Instagram at Emma underscore Dawn. It sounds super simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really not simple. It's, it's really simple, but it's not one of those things where you just do it and you immediately see results. And so I think that was something that I struggled with at the beginning because I was impatient to get pregnant. We were infertile for four years and then mm -hmm. our first pregnancy we lost. And so it ended up being almost five years until we actually had a baby. So by the end of it, I was just super impatient, like willing to do kind of whatever to get pregnant. <laughs> but uh, when I kind of like look, looked back in retrospect, and I don't regret doing the fertility treatments at all. They were hard on my body, but they're totally worth it. You know, obviously for my, my oldest that I have, don't regret that at all. Yeah. But um, I just wish that I would have known the things that I know now because it was, it was a rougher pregnancy and just, you know, a little bit challenging. Yeah. I think that's my struggle when it comes to things that are like natural remedies mm -hmm. or things like that. I am not the most patient. Mm -hmm. So like when I do something, I, you know, want this instant gratification yes. or this instant result. And I know I'm, like I have so many people in my life that are super into like natural mm -hmm. and organics and oils and mm -hmm. kind of, you know, like more natural remedies for things, especially when it comes to like sicknesses or things like yeah. that. And they always tell me, and I know that it's all about patience and routine, but mm -hmm. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I need to get more disciplined about it and yeah. just stick with it because, you know, running my, uh, diffuser like once or twice a year is probably not going to give me the benefit that I'm looking for. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but it's going to smell good when you do actually turn it on. Right. <laughs> I know. It needs to be cleaned because I honestly haven't turned it on in like six months. But oh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. For us, using essential oils and really having them be impactful is all about routine for us. So even for my kids, 
you know, I joke that, you know, we don't get sick, but we do occasionally get sick. Like my son just had like a little stomach bug the other day. Um, and so it's nice for us to be able to have things that are more like symptom management, you know, like I could help him make his stomach feel better, but he still had to kind of like live out the life cycle of the bug that he had. Yeah. So, and those are really helpful, especially when you're talking about little kids. I I think you said yours is almost three, right? Mm-hmm. He'll be three this month. Okay, perfect. So they're almost a year apart, actually. So mine will be four next month. And then I have my 17-month-old. There's a lot of stuff that they'll catch, like colds and, you know, just like even teething or colic or whatever, that there's not a lot that you can do for. Um, I know yeah. with my oldest, he had horrible colic and he never slept. And I honestly thought I was going to, like, die of sleep deprivation. <laughs> I really did. Um, he never slept. And so you know, we took him to the doctor and we have an awesome pediatrician that I love her, but she's like, he's just going to have to grow out of it because it's just, you know, it's just kind of like his body getting used to being eating and all of that kind of stuff. So, but in the meantime, I'm like, well, I'm going to die of sleep deprivation while he's growing out of this stage. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the worst. Yeah. I I know a couple people who have babies that don't ever sleep and Mm -hmm. I, have no idea how I would make it through that because my son slept all the time. All we yeah. did was sleep. <laughs> That's nice. And it was so great. Yeah. But like, I think there was this woman and I tell this story all the time. There was this woman, uh, an older woman checking out at the like supermarket right behind me. And she starts talking to me because Milo's like smiling at her. Mm-hmm. And this is when he was a baby. And he's like giggling and smiling Mm -hmm. at her and she's laughing and she's like, oh, your baby's so cute. And I'm like, thank you. He's like the best. I'm like obsessed with him. He's so I like whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, is he a good baby for you? He seems like he's such a good baby. And I'm like, yeah, he's the best baby. He's perfect. Like he's Mm -hmm. like everything I could have ever wanted in a baby. He's like the best baby ever. And she starts shaking her head. And she's like, oh, man, he's going to be a bad toddler. Oh, no. (laughs) And I'm like, no way. My baby's perfect. And, you know, like it was so easy when he was young. But Mm -hmm. now that he's a toddler, he is pure and utter chaos. And I just think about this woman all the time because (laughs) she knew like a witch. Like, like she totally called it. But yeah, so. I have noticed that tons of people are concerned about using oils or essential oils or more natural remedies with around babies or Mm -hmm. with babies or especially like during pregnancy. Oh, yeah. I think that's a legit concern. I think that it's important to remember that the quality is like a wide spectrum of quality out there. And so I would think probably most oils, especially if you're buying them at the supermarket or the health food store, I wouldn't use them on your babies or while you're pregnant. And I definitely didn't. Um, But if you can get a good quality brand, someone that releases their third-party testing, that's something you want to look at. Someone that makes their testing easily accessible so you can tell that there's nothing in there besides the oil that you're putting on your body. You know, just for the same reason that we would say, like, avoid, you know, certain chemicals or certain medications while you're pregnant or with your babies, right? Same thing. You want to be careful about what you're putting on your body and around your kids. Um, So just make sure that your brand has third-party testing that's easily accessible and something that you can look at and be like, okay, I know that there's only lemon in this bottle of lemon. There's nothing fragrance or filler or carrier oil or anything like that. Um, And then 
you know, use your dilution. So essential oils are super strong, potent plant medicine. And they're certainly not something where we would want to just be like pouring them out and using them in excess. And really you'll burn through a bottle of lemon super fast, you know, if you're using it a ton anyways. So you want to keep, keep it economical, use small amounts more frequently. That's what I always tell people to keep them safe and use your carrot oil. When you're talking about kids, you absolutely should never put an undiluted essential oil on them. There's zero reason to ever do that. So if you, as long as you keep those things in mind, the average person out there is going to have a really great experience with essential oils and be able to use them for lots of different things. Um, But just know, you know, know that the stuff at Walmart is not safe and probably not what's on the label. There's no labeling requirements for essential oils. And this is kind of a boring topic, so I'll make it super short, Really, but it's they're because they're supplements, right? So there's no labeling requirements. The FDA doesn't oversee it or anything like that. So the only requirement that there is, and it's a really silly one is that there should only, there's only has to be 10% of what's on the label actually in the bottle. So if you're talking, yeah, so that's like nothing, right? So if you're talking about a 15 milliliter bottle, which is your standard size of essential oil, 10% of that has to be the actual authentic thing. You're talking about less than a hundred drops in that bottle is actually what it says on the label. And a lot of times what they're cut with is a synthetic or a fragrance with oftentimes fragrances are super triggering for people who have migraines and all of those different types of things, or they'll be filled with usually like a nut oil. So if you have someone that has a nut allergy, that can be really concerning because it's not going to be labeled on there. Wow. There's so many kids with nut allergies. Right? Yeah. So I remember actually when we were first getting into essential oils and didn't know a lot about brands and hadn't discovered doTERRA yet, my little sister who has nut allergies uh, was using something that I had in my house and she had a reaction to it. And I was like, this is super strange. This is lavender. Like, why are you reacting to it? You shouldn't be. But it was further on down the road, we realized that that company was really well known for using, um, I think it was almond oil. I forget what it was, but they cut their oils with almond oil. So it's interesting what you learn when you start researching like the quality aspect of things. Yeah, that's crazy. I use, um, at night before I, like when Milo gets out of the bath, Mm -hmm. I will rub the bottom of his feet with the doTERRA on guard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just because like he's young and he goes to daycare Mm -hmm. and you know, kids are just a full blown germ circus. Yes. Um, and (laughs) I want to keep him not sick as Mm -hmm. much as possible because it is like, he will power through anything, but like if he's sick, it's so hard to tell because he will act completely normal and then all of a sudden just like fall over and be miserable. Oh, and so it scares me because yeah. he like is a little tough guy. Uh-huh. And then I'll be like, What's wrong with you? And I'll take his temperature and it'll be like 104. And I'm like, oh, How no. are you running around like a beast uh-huh. uh, with 104 degree temperature? Yeah. But so I try to keep him like as healthy and everything as possible. Mm-hmm. So at night I'll rub the little roller ball mm-hmm. um, on the bottom of his feet. But I know doTERRA has an entire um, baby or kid collection. We do. Yeah. But, but what kind of blends or what oils are good for maybe mom and baby or even cleaning around the house? I know essential oils can be used for cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to keep as chemical free of a home as possible but uh it's really hard because like there's natural I'm using air quotes Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. natural cleaners out there but I don't really know what's in it I just try to do the best I can 
So what kind of oils are like good for babies, mom, around the house, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing? Well, On Guard is actually the really versatile oil. So it's awesome that you have it. We use the kids rollers. So like the On Guard Touch, it sounds like what is what you have. Um, Mm -hmm. My kids actually get that one in the morning for the same reason, because we go to like the gym daycare and my son's in preschool. So I want to make sure that they have just, you know, like good immune support. It doesn't mean they're not ever going to get sick, but it helps them not catch every little thing that's running around. Um, yeah. so bottom of their feet. I also do the spine for my kids because the spine is just such a great way to get oils into kids systems. It's close to the central nervous system. They metabolize oils really quickly. So it's another just area of the body. That's one of my most favorite application spots, especially when they're not feeling well, I'll do feet. And then I'll also do the spine. And I just continue with that same routine that you already have. Like we'll just use our on guard, but maybe more frequently. I have another blend that's called stronger, which is actually part of our kids kit also diluted like that touch roller is. And that one has rose in it, which is a really powerful oil for like immune support and protective properties that has cedarwood. And it has another oil called Litzia, which is another immune supporting oil. And we do that at bedtime because it's a little bit more calming, but then they get the immune benefits and same thing, spine and feet before they go to bed. So that has been really helpful for them. Not oils, but also equally helpful. And you probably know this already, but having your kids on probiotics can be hugely helpful. 70% of our gut is in, or 70% of our immune system is in our gut. So as long as we're nourishing that, a lot of times we won't catch like the annual every month cold or something like that. So my kids oh, take yeah. my kids he, take a probiotic every single day. Milo does the chewable, like the, the kid fiber gummies. Oh yeah. He loves mm-hmm. it. And he completely expects it. Like when he's in the bathtub, he's like, okay, where's my gummy? Uh (laughs) Yeah. My kids do the same thing. We have them on this powdered probiotic that it's so funny. It comes in this little tube that kind of reminds me of like the pixie sticks, you know, like the 1990s child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but it's flavorful, but it's still like a good quality probiotic. It doesn't have any sugar in it. Um, and they both just take it and they think it's just a super fun routine we do every single day. So the other thing that I do for like me as a mom, obviously I don't want to get sick because there's no down days for mom. So that's always miserable. I always yeah. try to avoid it. Um, <laughs> Moms don't yeah, get sick days. We don't get sick days. <laughs> I always tease my husband. I'm like, you know, if you get sick, you get to actually rest, but I don't. <laughs> so don't yeah. forget that. But I do the same thing. I will actually do for an adult on guard in a capsule. She just had the straight oil. You can do that every few hours when you're sick and just a couple drops is all you need. Um, really awesome immune benefits. If you are not comfortable with internal use, put it on your feet and your spine. Same, same thing. You're still going to get that topical benefit. Um, I also like to do things like oregano, frankincense, melaleuca. Those are some of like the common top 10 oils. If you have on guard, you might have the rest. Um, those are really powerful immune supporting oils. And so we can combine them in a capsule, put them in a roller, put them on your feet and feet and spine as a mom. That's totally fine to do. Um, trying to think as far as cleaning goes on guard, do you have like the regular on guard oil or you just have a roller? I just have the roller. Okay. You, if you were to get like the regular undiluted 15 milliliter bottle of on guard, you could put like five drops of that in a spray bottle. And I have, I think a 12 ounce spray bottle that's glass. And I literally just fill it up with tap water. It's the easiest thing in the world. So I do my five drops of on guard, my tap water and like a teaspoon of white vinegar. And that's my all purpose cleaner. It's super cheap. I just make really? it really, yeah, and it cleans. That's so simple. Yeah, it's super simple. There was a study done a couple of years ago that it was a third-party study that they actually sprayed on guard and water on a surface, 
and they found that it kept it clean for seven days. So I was like, oh, sign me up for that. (laughs) I need clean surfaces for seven days. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. So, and I also will do the same thing for like toy spray. We've had friends over and their kids are drooling everywhere, something like that. You know, if I don't have the time or if it's not something that's washable, I will spray them down with that same solution. It's totally safe to use on literally everything from like your glass to your, you know, quartz countertops. You know, it's totally fine. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Especially like uh, if you have like granite countertops or Mm -hmm. quartz, maybe. I don't know about that one, but it's hard to find cleaners because you have to use like a particular cleaner or else it can ruin the surface. Yep. So I have granite right now and it's fine. It's not so harsh that it will take off the seal. So, and quartz isn't sealed, but the, the quartz is so soft, you still have to be careful. And same thing. When we had quartz at our previous house, it was totally fine to use it on it. That's so nice. And it's, that sounds like it would be super cheap and super easy. I'm actually going to write up a blog post to put on the, uh, the mommywines.com mm-hmm. and, you know, like in promotion of this episode. Nice. And I'm going to include that. Okay little cleaning recipe yeah it's seriously the easiest thing in the world and I do not buy like 10 million different sprays anymore I just have that and we use a few different random things for like maybe bathroom gunk we'll use something a little different but everything else that does it and I don't have to worry about a big giant cleaning bill either (laughs) I know I just moved in um so I'm actually new to Utah oh awesome Um, I just moved to Salt Lake last year and when I was moving here from out of state Mm -hmm. I just kind of rented an apartment that I found on the internet yeah (laughs) you know like I like one of those like corporate property management oh yeah things Mm -hmm. but um since then I've gotten to like know the area now we just moved into a townhouse and I was putting all of like my cleaning stuff away Mm -hmm. because it was all packed up in boxes and I'm sitting there and I'm like, how do I have so many random like cleaning supplies? And I was like, just curious. And I'm going through the ingredients mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't pronounce a lot of this. Yeah. I don't know if I should be using that. Mm-hmm. Well, in the same way that there's not regulations for supplements like oils and herbal preparations, there's also not for, I mean, here in America, we just have so few regulations for anything that's like a consumable household item. So, um, yeah, same, I mean, they'll, they're required to put what's on there, but there's certainly, there's so few things that are banned for us to actually use. Um, and I think they say that like indoor air because of all of like the off-gassing from chemicals is super toxic now. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. So speaking of air, I'm so glad you brought this up because I did not write this down in my notes, but I was super curious because here in Utah and in Salt Lake City, especially, mm-hmm. there is such bad um, air pollution and yes. aversion in the winters. Mm-hmm. Is there anything like I can put in my diffuser or something to kind of, I don't know, maybe like filter out some of the impurities? Yeah. So we do Breathe, which is another blend that's similar to Ongar, but more on the respiratory support side of things. It really smells amazing. Um, I'll put like two or three drops of that. And actually some on guard in my diffuser because they both help purify the air. And that has been really helpful for us. My husband has pretty severe allergies. So when the inversion gets really bad, he can totally tell. Like he will seem like he is sick and it's just his reaction to the bad air that we have here. Um, It's awful. Yeah, it's really bad. So 
we do that. We run our diffuser pretty much all day long in the wintertime for that reason. And I have a few, I don't know how your house layout is, but whenever I have like a more isolated room, that room gets a diffuser if we're going to be in it. But if I have an open space, then just one diffuser is usually enough. So if you have like an open like kitchen to living room, you probably just need one for that full area. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, breathe on garden the diffuser. That's a really classic recipe. I also like peppermint and wild orange. It smells amazing. It's really great mm-hmm. for energy. Kind of like end of the day, you feel like you can't <laughs> keep going. You need another glass of coffee type thing. I will <laughs> stick that in. But they also have anything that citrus has like a purifying and cleansing property to it. So that has been really helpful for air quality. And we also invested in a good quality um, air purifier. And that has yeah, been really helpful. Yeah. Because last year, um, yeah, like like I said, last year was my first winter mm-hmm. here. And it was insane. Mm-hmm. My son, I swear, was sick every single day of winter last year. Yeah. And we were in uh, the... Like we were in like the urgent care. Mm-hmm. We had do- like always had like doctor's appointments. He coughed every single day. Yep. And they were like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's the inversion. Maybe there's an allergy. So mm-hmm. he was on allergy medicine. Mm-hmm. I was giving that to him every day. It was so awful. I, I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge part of it was like the air quality. Yeah. And my doctor even said, he's like, well, have you considered moving outside of the valley? And I'm like, I just got here. Yeah, that's <laughs> a hard thing to move. hear. <laughs> do you, could you consider moving? I'm like, it's, uh, I don't know. I just like, I was like, I can't just like move. Yeah, yeah it's crazy how bad the air is in Utah. I, I mean, I realize it's like a geographical thing, but I think we need to do something <laughs> more <laughs> about our pollution. I know. I'm surprised they don't have better, like, public transit. I've noticed mm-hmm. that they've been working on it a lot, and especially in my um, neighborhood here in Daybreak, mm-hmm. there's the train system mm-hmm. that has reached out here. But I'm like, every other metropolitan city has really good <laughs> public transit. Yeah. Like, if it was more accessible, I don't know. Maybe that would help. But I think Utah's a little bit behind on the like air quality type scene it seems like oh yeah I feel like Utah is just behind in general yes but it's, that too <laughs> but there's like so many things that are now moving here mm-hmm. I guess Utah has so many like business tax breaks and things yeah. like that so it's growing so fast and so rapidly mm-hmm. I'm like these people can't keep up <laughs> especially yeah. now I, you know, I'm newer to the city, so I've been trying to, like, find my way around Mm -hmm. and, you know, adjust. And I'm like, these neighborhoods have no distinction. It's just, like, this jumbled mess of of neighborhoods. And I'm like, am I in West Jordan? And I'm South Jordan? Am I, what side of the highway am I on? I know. It's all the same. (laughs) I know. And most of the developments do look really similar, especially in the Daybreak area, which I love. We're probably going to buy there next year. But, um I, I do like, I wander around there sometimes. I was actually just down there yesterday teaching a class and I'm like, wow, this is a beautiful area, but everything kind of does look the same, (laughs) but everything like five years ago, none of that was there. So it's interesting to see how fast the commercial development has just seriously pushed housing just like super far out into the mountains. And I mean, we're going to run out of space very soon. 
I know there's only so many people that can live here because the big old mountains mm-hmm. kind of get in the way of things. Yeah, yeah, we will we'll outgrow the valley. So I think people will just have to start commuting even longer, which will not help our air quality. No, not at all. And I used to work, luckily I changed jobs, but I used to work downtown and Mm -hmm. commuting from daybreak to downtown was the biggest disaster. Oh, it's awful. It was like a total shit show. And every single day I just like cross my fingers and I'd get to work and I'm like, thank God I made it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. (laughs) We used to live in West Jordan and I worked not quite downtown, but very close to it. And it was, it was ridiculous. I was literally only driving 15 miles and it would take me on a good day, like 45 minutes. Um, and that was, I haven't worked in six years. I retired six years ago. So, I mean, it's even worse now. We have so many more people. So (laughs) we need like more highways and all the things. Salt Lake city just has to grow up very, very soon. (laughs) All the things, bring them in. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. Have you tried coffee over cardio yet? If not, I don't think we can be friends. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, if you haven't tried it, I don't know what you're waiting for. I have been seeing reviews blowing up all over my social media feed. Roasted to order, for females, by females, 100% Arabica coffee. Win, win, win. Not only will you find the most adorable packages of coffee when you click the link below, but they have tumblers ideal for girls on the go, espresso fit member only exclusive workouts that you can do from anywhere, and a cozy clothing line ideal for a basic bee like me. With fresh roasted flavors like messy bun and birthday cake, this is a coffee lover's dream come true. Go ahead and click the link to check out Coffee Over Cardio today. And don't forget to use coupon code 10 Don. We confess on this podcast. So I normally do like a motherhood inspired confession, like a mommy confession. Mm-hmm. But um, any confession will do any confession oh man um I faked my high school transcripts to get into college what (laughs) that is a confession tell me more so I was homeschooled I grew up in Alaska right um my parents were very non-traditional and did not believe in like keeping records or anything like that and truly honestly like my parents probably fell into the unschooling category which was interesting so I didn't have a lot of formal education Um, but I knew everything that I needed to, and I really wanted to go to college and I saved up money. I had worked for a few years full time, saving up money to go to college. And so against my parents' wishes, they also didn't want me to go to college. Ironically, um, (laughs) I formulated this transcript from, you know, just based on like what I did know and got approved and accepted into this private college in Wisconsin that my now husband, then boyfriend was going to. So, um, it was super funny and I'm sure that they would be horrified if they ever found that out. Cause they were like a very like uppity college that, you know, would not have been okay with that, but it was <laughs> what I needed to do to get out of Alaska and into college. And it worked out really well. And I don't regret like a second of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is a good confession. That's probably like top five. Oh, confessions. oh good. <laughs> So just surprise your your guests and you'll get a good one. 
<laughs> yes. Okay, I'm never prepping anybody to be on the show ever again. Uh, <laughs> it's a total surprise from now on. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I actually so did you did you meet your husband at college or was he also from Alaska? Also from Alaska. We actually met through just a mutual um like church activity that we were at as teenagers. We were friends for a while and started dating. I was almost 20 and he was uh, 18. I'm a little bit older than him. <laughs> and um, we ended up dating for a couple, well, I think it was like a year and a half. And he wanted to go to this particular college. I knew I was going to go to college and I didn't have a huge preference on where I went. Um, so, and I had actually gone to college and my little local college for a couple of years, just part-time. But then I ended up going full-time to this college in Wisconsin that I faked my transcripts for. So, um, that's hilarious. Yeah. So no, we met in Alaska unrelated to college completely. (laughs) So how do you go from Alaska to Utah? What made you guys settle here? My husband had been here before. He'd actually been to Salt Lake city when he was a teenager and he really liked it. We, uh, when we got married, we knew we were going to have a family eventually someday. Um, so neither one of us loved Alaska. Like it's a beautiful place, but it's not a, not a great place to raise a family. And plus we were young. We both got married really young. I was barely 21. He was barely 20 and we just wanted to like, you know, spread our wings and get out of Alaska. So we actually just came to Salt Lake city and we've been here, uh, eight years actually as of August. So we had planned to, so he came down here so he could finish college actually. So he finished school and the plan was to go back to Alaska because that was where at the time most of our family was, but we ended up falling in love with living here. So despite all of like the pollution and horrible commute, we actually really do like it. Um, (laughs) So we ended up buying a house and staying. So we really, we really do like living for most of the part, most of the state stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm, I'm getting more and more used to it Mm -hmm. the longer I live here. Yeah. It was such a culture shock though. I mean, it was a good thing that we were young and didn't have kids because I was just like, man, this is way different. (laughs) I mean, living in Alaska is a culture shock all by itself, but then to come to another state that has like a very unique culture to it was interesting. So I'm pretty sure I offended everyone I met for the first few years. Oh, hey, well, I'm right there with you. (laughs) It was so funny. So, um, I had a friend in college while we're on the topic of college Mm -hmm. uh, and she moved to Park City with her family when she was young. They Mm -hmm. lived here for a while and then they moved um, back to Ohio. Uh That's where I'm from, Ohio. I was born in Ohio. Oh, really? That's so bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) And we met in college. Uh We were actually like college roommates. And so she was like, when she heard that I was gonna move to Utah Mm -hmm. she's like what are you thinking Uh and I'm like no it's gonna be fine I'm just gonna I took a like a temporary job in down in Bryce Mm -hmm. um that's where I met my son's dad and then I went home for a while and then I moved back out here because he wanted to be closer to Milo Mm -hmm. and and she's like what are you thinking why are you gonna move to Utah and I'm like what are you talking about I'm like it's gonna be fine it's just like a random place just like anywhere else Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't think you're going to like it. Oh, no. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, there's like a different kind of 
culture there. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it has its majority and you don't really kind of fit into that group. Yeah. I don't think you're going to like it. And so she was telling me about, you know, like the religious organization that mm-hmm. has a big focus here. And being from Ohio, I'm used to like Amish people yep. and like Mennonites. Yeah. So when she was explaining it to me, I got Mormons and Mennonites mixed up. Oh, no. And so I'm like, so what? Whatever. Like, there's Amish country in Ohio, and I live there fine. Like, there's probably just like, a, you know, a Mormon-focused, like, what do you call it? Like a county, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. Like, it's just gonna, like, I'm going to go there and maybe get some cheese and <laughs> hang out for a day and then drive home and live in my normal neighborhood. Uh-huh. And... So my whole thing when I moved here, I thought Mormons were just Mennonites, but they wore like pants. And I didn't think that I would be like running into them in my town or like ever seeing them in like a city, Mm -hmm. you know, like being from Ohio and like having Southern Ohio be like Amish country. I thought it would be the same thing, just a different religious point Mm -hmm. of view. So I moved here and I'm like, why is my neighbor like watching TV and driving a car? And mm-hmm. <laughs> when they say that they're this thing, I'm like, maybe they're just like pretty liberal about it. But <laughs> I, I've been here a year now <laughs> and I'm slowly learning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure I have been probably heavily offensive to, I don't even know, handfuls of yeah. local Utahans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I should have been smart and done my research. I thought all sorts of strange things about Utah, and I thought there was, like, no – I thought it was just, like, flat. There was no mountains or trees here. So I had originally told my husband when he came up with this idea, I was like, no, I'm not living there. They don't have trees. Like, I'm from Alaska. Like, mountains or trees are huge. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I can't live there. It's, it's too too much desert. Like, I just had no idea. So thankfully, I have wised up, and I have friends who are LDS, and I'm – like hopefully way more respectful. I try to be respectful, <laughs> not walking around like offending people constantly. That, that's my goal in life. I know it's just, it's so, it was just like so bizarre. And I was actually, so this is my confession. I was at work the other day and mm-hmm. I work in um, like the financial industry. I do like home lending. Oh, nice. So I was doing an income um, worksheet, just trying to see what I can get these people pre-approved for Mm -hmm. because they are looking to purchase a home. And the, I read, like, we have like a scanner, like sometimes people will like scan in documents. And sometimes if it's from like an office or maybe like a home office, they don't come over super clear. Uh So I was trying to figure out this, you know, couple's income and I get to the, the husband And he says that he works for a company that had like a religious name to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just not going to factor in taxes and insurance because if you typically are like a, I don't know, like a A nonprofit or an org, like a religious organization. Yeah. Like you don't have, like you typically, like if you're like a minister, Mm -hmm. you're not going to pay taxes and you're, you normally get healthcare covered. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to factor those in when my boss comes down and he's like, can you like finish? Like, this isn't correct. Why didn't you factor in any of the, you know, taxes and insurance Mm -hmm. and whatever. And I was like, well, he works for this religious company. He's not going to have that. 
And I've never known of like uh like a religious organization owning like businesses, mm-hmm. like restaurants and bookstores yeah. and carpet cleaning services. And I'm like, what the heck does a church want with a carpet cleaning mm-hmm. service? So it turns out this guy is a truck driver. Oh. And I'm like, what the heck? This does not make any sense because mm-hmm. I had to go back and get like the clean copy so I could read the text. And I'm like, what the heck? This makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. I'm so confused. Why is he a truck driver but working for this religious company? Yeah. And yeah, that's my confession is my boss just looked at me like I was a crazy person. <laughs> I know. I actually, I think I remember when we first moved down here and I realized that there were so many different like little organizations and whatnot underneath the umbrella of like, um, you know, the LDS church or whatever. So I was just like, wow, there's a lot of those different things everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely nothing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I like, I know like churches will take like donations Mm -hmm. and they like build, I don't know, like schools Mm -hmm. or hospitals all over the world and they'll go and, you know, help communities, but I've never known of a church that's like, oh, hey, like buy my lemonade and I'm going to keep all of the profits for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just like never even crossed my mind that that guy was a regular like employee mm-hmm. that paid taxes and had like a regular job when he was supposed to be working for this church company. Yeah. I'm like, this is so weird to me, but okay. Yeah. Well, outside of Utah, I don't think he would have been wrong. Oh, no way. He would have just been working for a regular truck driving yeah. service, not anything relating to any kind of religious organization. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm slowly learning, and especially now that I'm back at work, because I took off um, time when I had my son, mm-hmm. and I moved when I moved to Utah, I decided that I was going to go back to work, and now that I've been, like, working and meeting people and figuring things out I'm just like okay I'm I'm getting a little smarter to the <laughs> to what's going on here yeah yeah give yourself like two years and everything will start clicking I feel like it okay, took me good. about two years and then I was like okay I think like this is the new normal <laughs> I get it it's okay it's not so strange I know I'm worried about what's gonna happen like if I ever move out of Utah I'm like, am I going to have to readjust to, like, a normal life again? (laughs) Am I going to have to, like, detox? (laughs) Hey, well, at least names will be easier to spell if you do move out of Utah. Yes. (laughs) You've got that. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Because, yeah, everything is spelled so weird. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's only, I don't know, like, especially with me. I didn't, my son's dad is named Michael. Mm -hmm. His dad is named Michael, and then his dad was named Michael, mm-hmm. so he wanted my son to be named Michael. And I'm like, no way. That's not going to happen. <laughs> There's, like, I think there was, like, a article that I read where it was 27,000 babies, a, I don't even know, a day, a month, a year, whatever, mm-hmm. are named Michael. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, he has to be a little unique. Mm-hmm. He brought up the idea of spelling it differently. And I'm like, get out of town. I'm not going to set my kid up for failure, <laughs> you know? So I we decided and we compromised on the name Milo mm-hmm. so he could keep the initials. Oh, cute. But, yeah. So how's that like, unique? I mean, yeah, like, it's like a little, it's not 
I don't know, like super crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not spelled weird, you know, but I'm like, okay, well, he's going to be a kid one day mm-hmm. and he's going to have to spell his name probably every single day on his schoolwork. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to set him up for failure and like have him constantly spell his own name incorrectly. And this one's only four letters. So it's going to be way easier for him. Oh yeah. That's super easy. We kept our kids first names easy because our last name is complicated and we are constantly trying to spell it for people so they have super easy like one syllable names and we're going to just continue that trend nothing crazy (laughs) nothing crazy or spelled nothing spelled crazy spelled weird yeah Yeah. we're not adopting that particular tradition (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think there's only so many names and when you have like 12 kids you're gonna run out of options oh yeah oh I'm sure so you gotta get a little creative I mean it is it's impressive I will give the moms of Utah like lots of kudos for really impressive spellings for their kids names so and some of them end up being like pretty cool I just don't have the balls to do them (laughs) yeah tell people um tell everyone where you can be found and if they want to maybe I don't know shop or get some oils or natural cleaning or things like that. Okay. Like where can anybody find you? Okay. Sounds good. Is your audience mostly Utah or all um, over? No, it's all over. all over. Okay. Perfect. So if you guys ever want to get in touch with me and I would love to talk to any of you about anything, whether it's like motherhood or oils, or you just want a tip about how to use a bottle of oil that you have from doTERRA that's on your counter, you can find me at essentially joyful. Now, my Instagram name, even though I was just making fun of Utah moms, is actually a weird spelling. So it's essentially, <laughs> so I'm a hypocrite now, it's essentially underscore joyful, but with oil. So J-O-I-L-F-U-L. Or you could, oh. yep. So if you put in essentially underscore J-O-I-L, it'll come up. Um, but yeah, you guys are always welcome to reach out to me there. I'm local to Utah, but I have a doTERRA team that's worldwide. So wherever you are. I'm happy to talk to you. And I also talk about like motherhood stuff. It's not just about oils and all that kind of stuff. I talk about my crazy kids and our interesting life here in this little town we live in. (laughs) And what's the name of your future podcast? So it's Joyful Talks. Super, (laughs) super original. (laughs) And we launch in three weeks. So I'm excited. That is super exciting. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me today. And I can't wait to start tuning into your podcast. Oh, thank you. I will send you information as soon as it's going. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Emma. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. I want to give a huge thanks to this week's podcast sponsors, NakedWines.com, Zaya Active, and Coffee Over Cardio. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Do you really love Mommy Wines? Become a sponsor of the show by clicking the link in the show notes below or visiting Mommy Wines Podcast on anchor.fm. Excited to hear new shows brought to you by the Mommy Wines Network? Go to themommywines.com and subscribe to the email newsletter. More projects are coming soon and by subscribing, you'll be the first to know all about them. Don't forget to use coupon code WINEMOM at checkout for free shipping on all of the items from the Mommy Wines merch store. And follow the Mommy Wines podcast on Instagram. Until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.